0: Welcome to Unadulterated Heart, where we come to God without an agenda, so that we can hear exactly what he wants to say to us. In Matthew 18, Jesus says, Unless we change and become like little children, we will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Can we be honest with ourselves and evaluate how we approach the Father? Come join me on this journey. As we unadult ourselves, in this episode, we will be discussing the extreme dangers of unhealthy busyness. As a culture, we are nonstop in so many ways. We touched on this in the sleep and meditation episode a couple weeks ago. I want to share with you how busyness was one of the most detrimental factors to my downfall. Let's take a listen. A couple of years ago, while I was still married, I was an extremely busy person. I was working a full-time job. Fitness is one of my top priorities, so I was spending at least an hour, five or six days a week in the gym. I started taking classes online to get my associates in early childhood education, and I was in the worship ministry at church and a ministry called Deeper Still. Like I said in the meditation podcast, I didn't know what it was truly like to rest in the Lord. So because of this busy schedule, when I was at the house after these long days, I would zone out on video games. Video games consumed all of my downtime, so I wasn't taking any time for the secret place with my father, praying and worshiping. If you haven't listened to the sleep and meditation and the worship like a child episodes from the previous weeks, I urge you to do so. They describe what the father desires us to be doing in the secret place with him. I should have cut out some video game time to take that time with Jesus, but I didn't. And I ended up venturing so deep into darkness that I thought I'd never get back out, back to where I am now. If you haven't listened to the Prodigal Son episode from a couple weeks ago, it explains how the Father pulled me out of that darkness. Clearly, you should just go and listen to the other episodes if you haven't yet. They're so good. Anyway, not only is extreme busyness without resting in the Lord horrible for you as an individual, it can really hurt people if you are in a position of leadership. Let's take a listen to Darlena and I discuss this danger in depth. Because I'm not trying my best, because I'm not doing anything for him, that was the same thing. I felt like I couldn't go to him. He is more concerned about your heart's condition than he is worried about the works and things that you're doing for him. Oh, so and even more of a revelationary thing was the fact that we should not be doing works of any sort if we are, if our heart condition isn't pr- isn't in the right place, because we're just going to be pouring out faulty mindsets if yes. we are, if we are and we are not um, in the place of uh, rest, healthy place, place. like if we are not healthy ourselves and spending time with God and his love and in in the place of a child coming to him um, on our own, feeling so much um, growth and power and strength. If, if if our heart isn't in that way, then we should not be ministering at all, because then we could be, um, as we minister, out of, a, out of a good heart. Like, obviously, when we're ministering, we're not doing it for ourselves, you know, usually anyway. You shouldn't be uh, trying to puff yourself up with ministering, but, like, if you try to minister to somebody when your heart is broken and in turmoil and like you're struggling with all these weird mindsets and all this stuff and you're trying to minister honestly what could come out could be more harm than good and you might not even realize it you know what I mean
1: it it just all comes back around to don't think that you have to do something to earn his love. That's exactly it. You you do not have to do anything to earn his love, and therefore don't try to no. out of out of like uh, I need to be you know doing this so I can go to him. Like that's a backwards. That's us backwards. It's so backwards. And And that's where you're saying you're going to get. You're actually going to hurt people that way. It's first go to him because you don't have to go to him with anything but yourself. He just wants your heart. He doesn't want your actions apart from him are nothing. Right? (laughs) Like they're only something when you're connected to him. That's That's it. The only time when there's something. Like you can do everything that you think is right and good, and if it's separate from God, it's it's literally. Nothing. Yes. Uh, First Corinthians 13, before the love, before it talks about love is, love is, love is, it says you can have faith to move mountains. You can feed every single poor person on the face of the earth, but if you do not do it, with love boom like you could literally heal every person in the name of jesus but if you do not do it out of love love and how do you do things out of love you're with the father and he first loves you
0: boom that's it
1: it has to be first from that place before you can do anything else you to to earn his love that's what i mean it has to just be received as a free gift that's it. just has to be like you cannot earn it it is it is twisted way of thinking it's a perverted thought because that's that's the world's thought that's the world view
0: yeah, because then if you're doing, if you're doing things, if you're doing all the ministering but not doing it in love, then you're doing it out of your own strength and you're just going to get tired yeah. and weary anyway. Like you can't be fighting all these spiritual battles around you on your own strength. It makes no sense. We The the human, humans aren't meant to like just fight and battle the spiritual realm without spiritual help.
1: Nope.
0: We cannot. Absolutely
1: not. We we will wind up defeated. Yes. And and hurt and in pain and then Satan can twist that around like you were doing God's work right see how hard it is
0: that's one of the deceptions that he used on me because i was like in all that ministry i'm you know a worship leader and i'm doing deeper still and i you know uh, i go to church and i uh i try to do what's right i i don't like get drunk anymore i don't like you know uh do a bunch of drugs like i used to i don't like sleep around i'm married now what the heck am i doing wrong why isn't he blessing me you know, with a child and all that stuff, like, and, and then that deception, that's it, that exacto, yeah. yeah, look at you, like, you know, doing all this stuff, and doesn't seem to care too much, right, like, you know, bless everybody else with, with, uh, because like, children especially, you know, children are a gift from the Lord, it literally yeah. says that, so it's like, oh, really, so you're, like, pretty much not worthy to receive this gift, though, so. Oh, it's just, yeah. like, crazy mm. how easy, like, that deception just comes in.
1: Um, I think the only thing added was that that's why there's church hurt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Because, like, really how many people do you run into that say, yeah, I quit going to church because all I met was a bunch of hypocrites, you right. know? Right. And, of course, they're going to be a hypocrite whenever they're not ministering out of love. They're doing it out of self-righteousness. Like when, right. when, when you're learning all this stuff, when you're engulfed in all of these ministries, but you're not spending that intimate time with Jesus, like you feel okay. like you are. See now this is where, this is where it gets like, you know, so easy to fall into because whenever you are doing ministry where you're in contact with, um, a lot of people that you feel like you are pouring into when when you're doing all of that you feel like you're close to him because it is like doing his doing his work exactly you're exactly so you might not like me i didn't take that intimate time with him because i felt like i was already doing all of these things so it was already enough work so anything that like had to do with God even though it was a beautiful thing and a fun thing to watch him work and like a fun thing to worship and all of that stuff it it was still work nonetheless and so at home I still see it as a work thing so I'm not spending that intimate time with him because now I want to rest but right. that's the that's the deception. You can yes. rest with Jesus. You can right. just sit back, put on some worship music, and rest in his presence. Like, yes. just do that. And, like, just take the time to worship out of your heart. And learn about his wondrous things that are exciting to you and personal to you. What's personal right. and exciting to me and you isn't going to be as exciting to somebody else. And that's okay. You know, they're going to get excited about something else that has to do with God. God is multifaceted. You know, there's so many things about him. He's so unique. You know, and we are so unique. And we were all created with all of our different personalities. So your passions were given to you because he wants to be part of the passion because he created that passion. And there's so much that, you know, he wants to teach you about that passion because we were unique and we each have a purpose. And our passion is part of our purpose. So without... Like going to him is resting in him, learning about him, and like, you know, having fun with him, about our passions. We're gonna get bored or or like puffed up in some way with knowledge that we're learning about about or whatever. And now we're deceived. Now, now we're, you know, we're not walking in love. We're just, we're just walking it out. We're just doing, you know, what we know. We were designed yeah. and created to walk with him in the cool day. So when we decide to not do our design, you know, like everybody has our own, we have our own paths, you know, to walk. But our, I'm not talking about path. I'm talking about design. Like we were designed to walk with him and be intimate with him and to know him. So when we step out of that and start going in a different way that we were not created or designed to do then all like hell's breaking loose in the spirit all the spirit realms like oh yeah like you said before free fair game or something like that let's be honest how many people have you heard say that they have been hurt by the church come on we all know somebody and maybe it's even you that has been hurt by people in the church i'll tell you this i know for a fact that part of the reason that people are getting hurt by leadership is because the leaders have forgotten their most important mission here on earth. And that's to be intimate with the father. We can get so busy and wrapped up in ministry that we forget that we are designed for intimacy.
1: So out of this book that I'm reading, that's just absolutely amazing called the um, process of prophecy by Graham cook. There's this uh, part where he talks about um, intimate prayer and Like, it just truly lines up with the things that God's been laying on our hearts and stuff. And so he talks about um, how, you know, God wants us to pray from a bride-like intercession. We are the bride of Christ and not from a persistent widow mindset. Mm. but. As the bride of Christ, um, we carry incredible favor with God. And this favor is similar to the favor of Queen Esther um, when she found favor in the eyes of her king. And so uh, he goes on to say, I believe God is taking many Christians into a new season of intimate bride-like prayer. Real warfare in the kingdom of God is always concerned with the battle of intimacy. This is a time to come off the battlefield and enter a new place of intimacy or intimate petition many intercessors have become too exhausted and too burned out to continue praying the way the church has been advocating Mm -hmm. as we learn to become conformed to god and his nature and be transformed in our minds and personalities he will teach us to look beyond the natural into the supernatural realm and see the kingdom of heaven at work in every need and we um it'll no longer matter like what life people or even the enemy throws at us because we will understand that God is all around us. And then, so my favorite part that he talks about, um, he says, I believe God is raising up an army of Esther's, an army of bridal intercessors, and it is a time to come off the wall and rest in the throne room presence of God in our secret place with him. It will be difficult for some people to come out of ministry and move into the discipline of resting in God, but the discipline of rest must be entered. This is a time of laying down ministry to gain fresh intimacy. I'm just going to read a little a little more because he goes in deeper mm. about, um, he says, don't pray with empathy. Im- important unity like the widow before the unjust judge in Luke 18 but pray with delight and favor don't just pray against the enemy but also let your delighted prayers cause the king to stir himself and and come down God's anointing will cause you to intercede with joy so that his glory will fill the earth what is the glory of God in Exodus thirty-three eighteen through 19, when Moses asked God to show his glory, God said he would cause his goodness to pass and cause his goodness to pass before him. One of the glories of God, therefore, is that he is good. So as a bridal intercessor, it will be our joy and delight to pray for the goodness of God to come down so that the church can learn that we really do overcome evil with good. The Holy Spirit will give us a new strategy for prayer and perseverance, one that contains delight and laughter and is full of ardent and passionate love, bathed in fresh worship and birthed out of a deeper intimacy. And so the whole thing, like the whole thing that, that he is talking about and speaking on is truly just taking, wanting to take the church's attention off the enemy and on to God. Because when our attention is on God, I mean, there ain't nothing we can't accomplish. Like through him, we're strengthened to do all things Mm -hmm. through him. Nothing is impossible. So if our attention is on him, like enemy, what enemy? I don't
0: even know. In that place of the intimacy and worship and knowing who we are, heirs to the throne, like getting all that kind of revelation, going into that place, we literally don't have to say like, enemy we bind you and blah 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 like no it's literally like god you're just so good you're so great you're so majestic you're so you're, you're there's so much glory here. you know we we stand in the promises of you of you and we know that you will go and fight these battles and you know and it is done and then it's finished maybe stepping aside from ministry for a bit You know, like I think that it's hard too sometimes because some people find their identity in their ministries, you know, if they're not doing this certain ministry, they're like, oh, well, who would I be without it or whatever? But God's like, listen, you need to seriously find your identity in me first.
1: Healed people help heal people. Right. So we need to make sure that we're healed and whole so we can truly help, um, you know, with God's work and stuff like that. But I think a good thing too, like as you were saying that, like is our ministry, our identity and stuff. Um, I remember a time like just starting out and everything, it helped me be so disciplined and stuff. And so when it was like off times, I was like, just like be not so spiritually disciplined and then be like, well, I can't wait till this starts back up. Like, so I can like, and that truly is leaning on ministry more than you're leaning on God. And of course, in his goodness and grace, he kind of showed me that. And now it's like from a whole different perspective. Now it's like, in and out of seasons of ministry I'm good like I'm with God and he just he is our true source of strength and nourishment and if that isn't our center and core of everything we do then we need to get to a place where it is or I mean we're just not going to see the fruit we could in our lives
0: right I mean but seriously like not only that like it truly, the church hurt thing is so real. And, like, there's yeah. so many people getting hurt by leadership in the churches.
1: True. And not to say, like, leaders can't mess up or, yeah, of course. you know, fall short and stuff. But as a leader, are we, um, you know, is, is, are we humble enough to say, oh, sorry, that wasn't God. Like, yeah. Forgive me for that. Like, are we humble enough to to admit the times where we do fall short? Absolutely. Because, I mean, even when you're a leader, like, you're still going to very possibly –
0: could fall short. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, and all the time. But like no. you said, it's the whole humility and being like, seeing that, recognizing it, going to that person and right. being like, I totally know that right there I was not acting right, you know, and I was mm-hmm. tired. I apologize. I let tiredness, uh, you know really affect me or whatever yeah absolutely what you're saying yes we are still going to make for mistakes sure. for but it's all about humility and like knowing when you've made a mistake and and and, and, and writing it making it right because then the, right. per, the person to god too absolutely and asking for, for yeah like because then the person who you hurt will say oh wow like that was so awesome of them to come to me and apologize like because that did hurt my feelings but now all is forgiven.
1: Humility is so key for like in leadership. Like I feel like it's like a must because honestly, if you don't have humility, then like you probably don't have a teachable spirit. You probably are, you know, just like well, I know what I know, and that's all I need to know. Exactly. Um, it's like Jesus was so so huge in humility. He mm-hmm. washed the feet. Like, that's a servant-servant job, like, yeah. low, low, low job. And he was just like, like, children, look, look and see what I am doing. I am the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, and I am washing my, my disciples.
0: It seems as though the mixture of pride and the lack of intimacy is what could be the recipe for church hurt. So if you have been hurt by someone in the church, just know that we are all growing in the Lord and it's important to have grace for one another. The Father's heart is for us to be walking in love. As God's people, if we are going to be a part of the great outpouring and awakening of these last days, it's an absolute must that we are putting intimacy with the Father as our number one priority. I know we are so busy, but don't allow busyness to get in the way of the time in the secret place. Be honest with yourself. What is something you may need to put to the side to make room for what's most important?
1: Bless you guys. We'll see you next time.